Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Good evening, folks. Welcome once again to another Facebook Live on Lee's Live with myself, Baron Cross and Joe Donoghue. Um, recording this one a few hundred yards from where we recorded the last one in Merseyside, which uh, doesn't feel too long ago and... As Joe kindly reminded me on the on the walk over, that's nine goals without uh, without reply on Merseyside. So a happy hunting ground. But to be honest, Joe, it doesn't like there's many happy hunting grounds at the moment. Um, the questions are mounting. Um, I think the the aspect that softens the blow tonight is Liverpool, as it was at, yeah. at Man City. We are talking about a title challenge here, one of the one of the best club sides in the world. So of course that is the caveat that the optimists will take with them tonight. But as Bielsa said himself tonight, on a wider basis now, the questions are there and they're not being answered as they were last season. Quite nicely put to him in the press conference tonight, towards the end of last season, they were uh, unbeaten at home yeah. to the best sides in the league. They were yeah. they were shutting them out. There were clean sheets aplenty. That is not the case at all at the moment. And there were you know, quite worrying signs tonight. Again, it was Liverpool, but very, very little there to, to sort of take home with you. I think the game could have finished three 0 in the way that it was. You know, the Leeds could they have were se- they were strolling the second half, weren't yeah, they? Yeah, Leeds could have seen out the, the you know three 0 You know, strike that one off as a you know a day at the office at, at Look Anfield. after the goal difference exactly because at the end of the season it might come to be mm. very important. But those last fifteen minutes or so um, were were concerning because you know three goals. I mean, the, the last one, Van Dijk's header. It's just a free header. I mean, it's the last touch of the game, last kick of the game, um, and you just feel as though people just switched off and. It's it's disappointing because you, you know you you want to see people fighting until until the last whistle. But I mean, as Bielsa said, you know his first answer in the press conference was, you know, the way that I've wanted the team to play has has not been has not been possible. It just hasn't manifested, mm. um, and it was it it was a it was a real admission. I think that you know that things aren't working. Um, yeah. Obviously, he stood by and he's defended his style of play. He said mm. that it's changing that. He doesn't feel though that's going to change anything. Mm. I'm inclined to to sit on the fence with that one because you know you try and change the way a team that has been playing like this for it's three too late years. Now, isn't it? It's too late. It's exactly. Too late. You it's, can't it, stop putting eleven men behind the ball. Exactly. Um, but I mean, it does leave you asking the question of what is the alternative? You know, how do you get yourself out of this rut? Because it is a rut. They feasibly played in the same way and lost four three because of a dodgy penalty um, late on from Rodrigo in September, 2020, and. Tonight, the gulf in what has changed since then is summed up in that scoreline tonight. I think yeah. Liverpool probably were caught a little bit cold on, on that opening day of last season, uh, whereas tonight they are very much purring and they could smell blood in the title race, which is another issue altogether. Um, I mean, it doesn't feel like there's a lot to be gained from analysing tonight. I think what we can say is that they started well, Leeds. Yeah. Um, I think the opening 10, 15 minutes, basically up until the, the, the first penalty, Leeds... Leeds were, were were fairly impressive when you consider who they were playing against. I think Jurgen Klopp did admit himself in, in his press conference that that first 15 minutes Liverpool needed to kind of suss out what Leeds were about because it is such a yeah. unique proposition. Um, but once they did do that, they were they were thoroughly in control, which I don't think I would disagree with too much. But 
it just comes down to that penalty. I mean, what a way to concede and what a way... And, and, and Heads did drop a little bit after that goal. It did. I mean, we were saying on the walk back to, to the car, you know, the... The, the, the beginning of that game Leeds were, were fast to the second balls they were yeah. really good with the loose balls mm. you know the first 10-15 minutes I thought Forshaw Click and Rodrigo started well yeah. but then after that it was seemed as though the heads dropped and, and you know Salah converts the penalty it's obviously unfortunate it's, mm. a, it's the correct decision his, yeah, arms, yeah, yeah, yeah. his arms raised um, as the cross comes in and, and it strikes it and unfortunately that's just the, that's the way, way it goes sometimes um, but it did seem as though the, they weren't able to string together those passing moves anymore and you know, there was, I mean, between minute 25 and minute 45, it felt as though Leeds didn't even get a touch in Liverpool's mm. half. And you thought, what has changed so drastically from that first 10-15? Um, it was, obviously it was the goal, but that, that shouldn't have such a, a huge impact on the way that the team was playing. I think the confidence is so fragile, isn't it? I think yeah. Yeah, the, it the, is. the players are not stupid. They're aware of the narrative. They're aware of, of what they were walking into tonight. And yeah. as confident as they would have... as confident as he would have been from that opening 15 minutes when you concede in the way they do it just immediately feels like you know you're fighting a losing battle you know you've put all that effort in you've you've shown yourself you've matched them yeah and then something as frustrating as a, as a handball basically it, subconsciously it feels like it's undone all your hard work and yeah. it just feels like the world's against you and when a team like a Liverpool's quality comes at you in the way they did it they just they just pull leads apart and ultimately it does boil down to the system and Leeds go man for man. It's worked 85, 90% of the time under Bielsa. But in crucial games this season, it really, really hasn't. And in those matches where you look to go man for man against sides as good as Manchester City and Liverpool on their own turf, there's only going to be one winner. It just You cannot expect those players to go one for one and win those individual battles when virtually every player in Liverpool's side is one of, if not the best player in the world in that position. I mean, they are... Yeah, but they are right up there, and and it's just the golfing class is too big. You need to be more than the sum of your parts, and when you're going man for man, you are not allowing yourself to be greater than the sum of your parts because you're not combining the sum of your parts. You're going one for one, and it's an individual battle across yeah. the pitch. And as as I'm sure Joe can talk about next, John Matip's goal just kind of sums it up really, and another perennial problem under Bielsa and. Lacking answers really in the press conference again. Yeah. Bielsa basically just described the problem where I was, and all he could say was, "I've not been able to solve that yet." Well, yeah. what is the solution? Because it's not just Dan James. Bamford struggled to do it as well. That yeah. they have a free. You split the centre backs. You run past the, the striker who, yeah, bless him, can only press as much as he can. Dan James basically ran between the centre backs all night tonight. Yeah. And got near neither of them. Yeah. Um, and. Quite, quite. You'd mentioned it yourself, but then Klopp actually mentioned it. It happened at Ellen Road. It did, yeah. I mean, it was one of the things that I was worried about when I saw Matip in the eleven because I thought, what he's going to do is he's going to see that space in front of in front of the Liverpool defence and just drive with Why the ball. You? And, he, and he did. Lindelof did it on Sunday. Yeah, Lindelof did it on Sunday. Matip did it tonight. Rudiger did it for Chelsea. Ben White did it for Arsenal. Ben White did it for Arsenal. You know, there, there are multiple just completely off the cuff examples. It seems of, so easy of it, of it working. And, and Bielsa's response was sort of. The, he, he kind of he spoke a little bit tactically and sort of was talking about the heights of the wingers and we know that Bielsa sees the game in a little bit of a different way mm. as, sort of in as his players in lines and yes. once that once Matip goes through the forward line you know he's beyond that he's now looking at the the midfield line and then he was talking about how a, a player can drive to to get to the free man which is obviously the centre back yeah. who's not marking yeah and he made reference to that and I thought I was listening to it thinking well. Is, does he mean that that is the solution, yeah. or that can't that that can't be the solution? That's because, what I thought. You know, 
it, it can't be right that a centre back can 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 stroll unabated into the Leeds half, yeah. and it should be the responsibility of the free man <laughs> to combat him because ultimately. If he beats the free man, which you're in on goal, you've got the momentum because you have the ball and you're driving forward. You're in on goal, as you say, and it's, that, that's it's the a way it sounded. One. That is what it sounded. It like, sounded yeah. like he was saying, uh, "I've not been able to find a solution to higher up the pitch, but ultimately the safety net is he runs all the way through and ultimately finds our free centre back, and it's basically a fifty-fifty between which centre back wins." And that's how we deal with it. But what did he do tonight? Well, Once he basically exactly, he, he, he passed it to Salah and then got past the centre back. Yeah, he circumvented it by passing around, passing to Salah, carried his run. He virtually walked it in from the halfway line. Yeah. That's how easy it was. And Salah plays the ball back in, and, and Matip, you know, to his credit for a centre half, lifts it quite yeah, quite yeah. deftly over Melier. Yeah, it was decent. Um, it, it it was something which, as soon as I saw it happening, I saw him coming up with the ball. I thought he's going to pass that right, and then Trent Alexander-Arnold's going to come in so that he's he occupies the left mm. back, uh, the, the Harrison. Um, so then Matip's going to have room in front to just receive the yeah. ball again. And it was it was textbook. And yeah. I thought, well, how uh, how do you solve that? Yeah, I think it, it, tonight was a night where it did just feel, they just looked ragged. They just looked a yard off it all over the pitch. I think, I mean, if I'm just sort of thinking off the top of my head, I think Dallas looked a bit better in the middle of the park second yeah, half. I yeah, was quite I pleased. Agree. I mean, that was quite a refreshing sight because it's been so long since he's been released into that position and I think Bielsa needs to do whatever he can elsewhere in the pitch to make sure that happens on Saturday I think he brought a lot more bite and energy and drive to the middle of the pitch and I just want to see that change of just a just a different face in there because it's not been working for weeks now I mean in a moment Joe can maybe run over the goals conceded stats because it's not pretty at all um, and is the story of not only the whole season, but, but the very, very recent past. Um, so, uh, yeah, Dallas is one thing that comes to mind. Um, Rafinha, I mean, we're talking about heads dropping. I mean, the moment the ball struck Dallas's arm, he hit his own legs in frustration, but then he looked at Rafinha. Rodrigo went over to Rafinha and asked him questions, yeah. and you look at him and thinking, Dallas, I mean, I'm assuming, we've not heard from Dallas, but my assumption is he's thinking... I'm so frustrated that's happened, but it sh- I should not have been put in a position where I'm trying to look after Luis Diaz, one of the up-and-coming forwards of Europe, and Andy Robertson, one of the best left-backs in the world. I, sh- I shouldn't be in a position where I'm having to sort of deal with both and do neither job successfully because Rafinha's ambling back at halfway as Robertson's bearing down on the penalty box. Um, so he... Another another poor, poor game. He got my lowest rating tonight. Just another poor, poor game. His attacking play at the moment is not compensating for his, his lack mm. of work off the ball. Bielsa said that he felt he defended better in the second half. Again, we haven't had the rationale for why he was dropped against Man United, but when you see what happened tonight, you can just look at it and think, you know, when, you, when your attacking play is not making up for it, I can see why you need to be pulled out of the firing line and yeah. put the right back. When goals are leaking the way they are, yeah. he has to look at those problems and he has to think, OK, we need to batten down the hatches down the flank. Rafinha is not tracking the left back enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I think I think you're right in saying that. I mean, the the goal stats. I'm glad that you've left me to drop this bombshell. But I mean, well, most people have probably seen it by now. Yeah, anyway. 26 goals conceded in Leeds' last seven away games, um, which is a staggering total. Um, obviously, playing against some 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 difficult sides, but still, they're really stark. And now, as it stands, have conceded the most goals in the Premier League so far this season with 56. You know, that's uh, worse than anybody, is it? Yeah, more than Norwich. Yeah. Um, so it's a case of well. You know, it's very easy to attach. Well, this is the worst defense. No, it's mm. just the most goals conceded. Yeah. Um, 
but it but it is it is a stark reality of the situation uh, and this it's two more than was conceded in the last in the entirety of last season the entirety I mean, that's, and that's what 13 gets me. games to play 13 games remaining now um I think you've got to. I mean, you've got to look. You've got to look ahead and think. Well, which games can you potentially? Have City get still got to come to Ellen Road as well. Yeah, City at the end of April are coming to Ellen Road. Just um, what you want. So, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be difficult. Um, obviously, with with other results, maybe not going Leeds' way tonight uh, and in recent weeks as well. That's kind of exacerbated the at, issue. At least Watford lost tonight. I mean, that's, yeah. that's the same thing I've taken from it. Yeah. Is Watford have lost. Watford lost, and they looked as though they were kind of out on their feet. I mean, conceding four to Palace. I mean, yeah. Palace they were at home as well, were they? Watford? Uh, ooh, I think Watford might, were at they home. Might, they might have been. I think yeah. Watford were at home. Um, yeah, just they just looked a yard off it across the pitch tonight. Um, you know, Bielsa is saying that they can't sustain what he wants them to do. He doesn't really have an explanation for that. He said he's not doubting their effort. He thinks the dedication is there. But ultimately, it comes down to the system. And they're, they're basically trying to play the way he wants them to play. And at the moment, it's just not happening. They just can't seem to make it happen. Um, so we look ahead. I mean, Spurs have lost at Burnley tonight. Um, you can look at that in either way. You can either say you know they're they're a poor side that can be beaten if Burnley can beat them, Leeds can beat them, or you can say they're going to respond and they're going to bring hell down upon Ellen Road and Antonio Conte is going to be on a warpath. Um, but yeah, at least there's a chink of light with that if you want there to be. But more and more now I think I think tonight especially once the game had gone tonight you're already looking ahead to the fixtures and yeah. it's becoming more and more clear now that that double header especially um, uh, Villa and Norwich within the space of three days both at Ellen Road I mean they are huge huge games and Leeds I mean the table may get worse before it gets better I mean it still may get worse if Spurs win on Saturday and then I mean, Leicester City, we know on paper, can be a top five side, but clearly they have shown mid-table fragility this year. I mean, I'm not writing that one off at all. That that can be done at the King Power, as we saw last season. Um, but it is those those games beyond that, that really stand out. And more than ever, just the freshness of seeing Liam Cooper, Calvin Phillips and Patrick yeah. Bamford. I'm not saying they're going to solve the problems because... As we know, they are going to be so rusty. I mean, we know that when they are fully fit and firing, they're fantastic. But it's going to take them time it's been three months. to get up and running. It's They've been, been out for, for so long. Yeah. So we have to be patient with them. But I just think it just needs a bit of freshness in there now. They just look, they just look bereft of everything tonight. They, they were trying their best, but they just they couldn't get near Liverpool. Um, Which is a shame because it's it's a it's a shadow of the same players who were at this stage last season really coming into their own. Getting better. They were getting better. They were romping to it. You know, they were denying all those. You know, the the oh well, what about Bielsa's teams towards the end of season? You know, it was they were refuting all of those claims. And you know, it's it's you're looking at this season, you're thinking what what happened? Obviously injuries. You know that that's Mm. that's completely. You know that, that's negatively affected the the entire season. Um, but there comes a point where you know these are Premier League football players, and you have to you have to expect more. You have to want more from players like Rafinha. You know he's shown this season what he's capable mm. of. Tonight he did, did not show that. Um, you know Rodrigo, Spanish international, again, yeah. some, someone that you, you're constantly asking a little bit more from. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just think there were there were individual moments where you just thought. That's not good enough, mm-hmm. and if it's not good enough for us in the in the press box, then it certainly isn't good enough for, for Bielsa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. I mean, it, it's tough to know what else to reflect on. Really, the goals are the goals. I mean, there's, there's not really much much use or benefit. I'm sure none of you really want to kind of talk about conceding another six goals. Um, 
Melier, I mean, distribution was off tonight. Yeah. I mean, I don't think he's without blame this season. I know he's no. had a generally good season, but more and more I'm thinking now, I mean, you look at the numbers very closer than I do, but I, I did come across some numbers the other day, and, and his, I think it's, it's called, is it called... Um, Expected goals post uh, XG. prevented. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's like the quality you, of the saves you make. Yeah, you know, so and essentially the the reverse of what expected goals. And last season goal it was really good, and yeah. this year it's actually one of the worst. Yes, and it, he yeah, should yeah. actually be saving more yeah. than he is. There, there is a caveat to that in that the way that Leeds play, it does open you up to to quite high value yes. shots. Yes. So it me it makes it look as though the goalkeepers may be performing worse. But I see. It 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 also doesn't reflect greatly on on him. Mm. Um, I mean, tonight he made eight saves and still conceded six goals. Yeah, that's frightening. You know, 14 shots on target. I know it's Liverpool, yeah. but still. Uh, for sure, yeah, I think, as we say, he was he was a part of that that promising start and pleased he was in the, in the deeper role. I yeah. mean, if, if we're looking at a, a rough team for Saturday, I mean, I've been told that Llorente is not serious and has got every chance of playing on Saturday, so I would not be surprised if, if he comes back into the side given he's one of Bielsa's favourites and... That then hopefully gives us what we want with Dallas. I mean, that would then yeah. restore Luke Ayling to right back. I think Furpo's fine to stay in now. I, I think he came through tonight okay. I mean, it could have been a lot worse, I think. Yeah. I think sharpen up a little bit second half. First half, we were getting some Lamptey vibes and thinking, you know, he, he could he could get a red before half-time here, but managed to keep his nose clean. Salah was actually quite quiet second half, wasn't he? By his high, high standards. Yeah, yeah. First half, not so quiet, though. Yeah, not so quiet. I mean, two penalties. I mean, if they didn't score from open play, if, if, they, if they want to take anything from tonight... Um, so if Llorente comes back in, I think Forshaw stays where he is. You get Dallas into the middle with, with Click or Rodrigo. I mean, there's pros and cons to both. I would not be too averse to seeing Rodrigo back in attack. Um, I was going to say I'd prefer Click with Dallas. Yeah, Click with Dallas. I'm, I'm, I'm fine with, with that. Dallas, yeah. I'm fine with that. And then I think you have to persist with Rafinha. I mean, I'm not at the stage now where we where we excommunicate him and stick him on the bench, but. He is he is still capable of. I mean, even tonight he did at least get a shot on target. I remember yeah. from, from from cutting him off the right and yeah. and hopefully against a, a more lacklustre Spurs side back at Ellen Road. Get more of those. We've got to see that fight from him. We've got to see this is the sort of fight that he's come here for. This is what yeah. he wants is, is to prove people wrong. So I'd stick with him, and then I suppose it's down to you pick two from James Harrison, Harrison and Rodrigo. And Rodrigo. Yeah. You pick two from those three. I'm, I'm, I don't really mind which two you pick to be honest. Well, Spurs obviously go with a back three, so that'll make it interesting. Um, yes, as well, yeah. because um, I think Dan James against you know three central defenders will make it quite difficult for him. Has he had Kulishevsky in a front three? Uh, so Leeds will yes. stay in a. Play, please tell me, please right. tell me Leeds are going to stick in a stay in a pack four. <laughs> if Conte's well, got anything about him, he'll play Son and Kane as a front two, and then and then just watch havoc yeah. rain down upon Leeds. I yeah. mean, that's what I would do if I was Conte. If he's still um, there, that is, after his comments this evening. Yeah, Joe was saying that apparently he's, he's on the verge of throwing a towel in after, well, after just you know, having one of the performances of the season. Yeah, well, he was saying that the club need to assess his performance in his post-match just, uh, interviews after just, they've lost to Burnley. So it's just it's, a post-match overreaction. It's very it? emotional. I think that's yeah. that's the takeaway that I, that, I, that I have from that. But, I mean, that would really throw a spanner in the works for, for Saturday if mm. you know, Spurs were coming with a caretaker boss. Um, because Tim Sherwood? Get Tim Sherwood in? And, yeah, I'm sure he could bring the gilet back. Yeah. Um, so on a, on a wider level, on a macro level, looking ahead at the season, you know, Joe and I aren't completely forlorn. Leeds have still got a very, very good chance of staying up, but it is tightening up. We can't avoid that fact. Burnley have just won two two games to nil, and they weren't games we expected them to win. They are a coming force. Newcastle, we know. I've got. I've, to be honest, I've got very, very few concerns about Newcastle now with the players they've got and the momentum they're building. Watford and Norwich 
are the big ones and I mean more than ever we're looking at Brentford now and hoping that they just keep dropping down Yeah. Uh, and Everton of course aren't out of the woods yet either I mean you know, big big questions for them I mean fr- from you know, neither of us watched the, the 90 minute performance at Southampton but from what I've read yeah. Everton were appalling at Southampton and, and quite worrying really how, how badly they how bad they look so there's still a lot to fight for so don't get too disheartened I mean it is going to be tough to take like I say try and comfort yourself with the fact it is Liverpool um, Saturday there are there are reasons we can find if we want them to believe that Spurs are, are gettable on Saturday and then as we say Leicester very very fragile inconsistent side at the King Power you know, Leeds went Playing there in and, Europe. And, exactly went there and did Leicester quite convincingly who knows by then whether they can roll Phillips out I think of the three Phillips is the one that that reacts fastest and, and recovers fastest and through um, uh, reportings from Thorpe Arch he's the one that's always been at the front of the queue and always been the one that was sort of most ambitious about beating that March target but mm. Bielsa I think may well just be cautious with that one because they, they really cannot risk bringing any of them back and seeing them injured again as yeah. we've seen with Bamford so hopefully that will be um, a little boost for Leicester and then as I say Villa, Norwich um Big big games, and is there another one after Norwich? Is it is it Wolves after Norwich? Or is Wolves it, are in that in that. It's that like Friday night. Uh, um, yeah, Friday night. It's like the eighteenth of March, I think. Which I think is yeah, that's six days after, seven days. Yeah, six days after Norwich because yeah. Norwich is the uh, Norwich is the Sunday now, isn't so it? It's five, five days, days after. Yeah. Sorry. So, and yeah, I mean Wolves aren't easy at all, are they? But um, I think at the risk of, of going on for another twenty minutes, we'll we'll wrap it up there. Twenty past eleven. Thank you for joining. Numbers on this are, are brilliant. Yeah, Hopefully, it's it's been cathartic in some way and. You're not alone in feeling the way you feel and, and hopefully we try to put a bit of flesh on the bones for you and give you some reasons for optimism in the coming weeks. But at the end of the day, I mean, there's only so much talking we can do. The players have got to go out there and do it. Bielsa was very, very earnest in his press conference. There was no backbiting with the journalists. He seemed quite you know, accepting of what had happened tonight and completely understood that things need to improve. Um, and at this stage, there is nothing to gain in either changing the head coach or changing the system. You know, the club have made their bed; they've got to line it. I refuse to believe anybody can get more out of that group of players than Bielsa. Yeah, he, exactly. He knows yeah. them better than anybody. Yeah. Nobody else can come in here and do better with and that they, group of players. They know that as well. Yeah, they know that as well. Um, and it, I mean, the narrative completely shifts if Saturday is three points, a surprise win against Spurs, massive, yeah, massive. and Calvin Phillips is on the verge of a return. Yeah, you know, the same as Cooper, same as same as Bamford. You know the narrative completely shifts, and then all of the teams that are in sort of the the bottom seven are looking at Leeds, going, "Oh, well, they've got all their key players back, and yeah. they've, they've 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 got a bounce." You know, it's so different, so mm. different. Chins up. We'll um we'll see you um on Saturday lunchtime kickoff at Ellen Road. So yeah. we'll see you uh, see you Saturday afternoon.